to the Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, audio-video artist, singer-songwriter, and master storyteller. And have you ever wanted to know about how a film gets made? You're not going to believe this, but it doesn't start with, you know, somebody just pointing a camera. A lot has to happen before that. And my guest today, Tony Cusimano, she is a casting director, a film producer, got lots of great stories about what really goes on in the world of producing a film. So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. I want to just uh, welcome my guest today, Tony Cusimano, who is from New York and is an independent casting director. And Tony, I'm like really, really pumped up and glad to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being a part of Dharmic Evolution. It's great to have you on board. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, just a quick little story. I was introduced to uh, Tony through a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in, in over 20 years, and uh, this friend of mine, his name is Larry, he lives in Nashville now, and he wrote a book called Connected. So I'm on my, uh, working on my uh, bio one day, and I'm like thinking, like, whatever happened to Larry? And sure enough, there he is on Facebook, and we reconnected and had dinner last, uh, I think it was last July, and Larry was good enough to introduce me to Tony. So that's how we come to be here and now. And I think your business just fascinates me. I mean, oh. <laughs> so I, I got a lot of questions. I want to just, I just want to dive in and find out all about what does a casting director do and how does one become a casting director? So um, did you grow up in New York? I grew up in New York. I grew up in Bensonhurst. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I went to school in Manhattan. I actually started out in the fashion business. And yeah, it's it's weird. My um, my uh, intro into casting. I worked for a fashion office, and I hired models for the fashion shows and the print ads. Okay. So I was casting, but not knowing I was casting, I was in fashion. Once my kids were born, I got out of the retail business. <clears throat> my son became a child actor, which is another whole long story. And his agent encouraged me to go into casting because he felt I had a good eye and a little bit experience with the models. <clears throat> so one day I opened up a casting office, had no clients. The phone rings. It's David Wayne. Can you cast Wet Hot American Summer? And that became a cult classic um, along with um, the other casting director. It was um, we had Paul Rudd. We had. Bradley Cooper, it was his first job, Amy Poehler, all people who became huge in the industry. And because of that, I just kept working after that. So wait a minute. You, so you just said, okay, I'm going to open up a business and like right out of the gate this happened, like, like kind was, of immediately? It was bizarre. You know when your gut is just telling you do something? No clients. No clients whatsoever. <laughs> it was bizarre, but it worked. It was like I was in the right place at the right time. That's hysterical. I mean, it's it's. it's I've never great done because... anything weird like that since. Yeah. <laughs> so so you had it in you the whole time. You just didn't know that you I... were a casting director, but you kind of yeah. had like like you said, you had the eye. You knew about fashion, and right. you knew how to put people and situations together that fit. Exactly. That is awesome. So so that you know, 
that's how you became a casting director, but you didn't even know you were doing it. So all of a sudden it was happening. So as you moved on, um, like what, what else happened like following that, that first big break with wet, uh, hot American summer. So what, what happened after that? The newspaper picked it up and, um, Sammy Jackson, who worked for Lou Rita, who did tons of stuff for History Channel and Cable, saw the article and called me up and said, you know, I live right near you. Let's work together. So I started doing Cable. And then Wet Hot, you know, the kids think Wet Hot is so cool. So the young filmmakers started calling me. And um, I did a lot of stuff for Comedy Central. So even though I'm older, I try to stay cool by doing the crazy comedy stuff. And and the kids help with that, don't they? they Absolutely. My Absolutely. kids help me all the time. Like my son yeah. gives me like like who's a hot band now, and I, I would never know, but he tells me, and all of a sudden I become a fan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. My son's still in the industry. He still acts sometimes, but he's a writer. He writes um, scripts for plays. He's had a ton of plays done off Broadway already. He has a master's degree, so he's still in the business, and he does help me a lot. Hey, let me ask you, how does how does it work? Um, you know, give me the chain of events that happen for when you become like uh, totally crucial for a project. At what point do people reach out for you? Is it at the very beginning? OK, is it before it becomes like cast as like, you know, people put it together as a project and say we're going forward with this? Or do we do these pieces fall into place before that all happens? You know, it varies. Um, Generally, sometimes directors will come to me without the funding, which is a little dangerous, and they want me to attach a celebrity. Right. Really, really hard if you're just coming out of the gate, you have no experience. Other times, they'll come uh, to me with the funding in place, and they generally have a list, or I'll ask them for a list. Who is your dream cast? Let's see if we can maybe put some of them together. Okay. So every project is different. Um, commercials are different. Um, web episodes are different. Everybody's looking for something different. So I really have to have a, a meeting with the director and the producer to kind of pick out what they want. Sometimes they don't even know what they want. So then I have to kind of give them options. Right. Okay. Just I want to just read off some of the projects Um just early while people are listening and they can they can kind of tune into the things that you've be, been part of both as a casting director and uh, and wearing other hats, I'm sure, in this. Yes. So it's uh, John Benjamin has a van, parole officers, true crime with Aphrodite Jones, wet hot American summer, which we talked about, Stone Mansion, Bernice, Easter, rounding first, searching for Bobby D, pizza, the lottery, cute heart, out of the fog, children of God, wind jammers, Hannah Henry, the great uh, WTYT 1960 Billboard Sitting Contest, Matter of Honor and Rainbow Justice. You are a busy lady. And this, I know, is just the tip of the iceberg. But for, for people listening there, I know many of you have seen a lot of Tony's work. And I just wanted to, to touch on that. So how long have you been doing this, Tony? This is, this is awesome. Uh, um, hmm. Since about 2000, I went out on my own. Uh-huh. So it's about 15 years now. Wow. So you have qu- quite a roster and, and a reputation, obviously. So how did it how did it come that, like, when you first started doing this and you were trying to get to, like, 
the next level, uh, mm-hmm. like the bigger celebs. What was your approach? How did you get to people? Like you were trying to say, listen, I, this is what I do. I have value. I know what I'm doing. How do I get to the next level? Was there any specific technique or, or way that you went about this? Well, to be honest with you, and this is very honest, um, most people in the industry know this. If the producer has the money, you could get anybody. Okay. It's all about the dough. That helps. <laughs> yeah. If you come to me with a $10,000 budget and you want Brad Pitt, well, that's not going to happen. Right. It's not right. going to happen, you know, if you've been casting for 50 years. Right. Um, you know, unless you're his brother or something like that. Yeah. Brad's not even going to get on the phone for 30 exactly. seconds. With- <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you kind of have to, especially new directors and producers, you really have to talk to them because they think their script is great and everybody's going to want to do it, but not for 10 cents. Right. So um, it's just working with bigger budgets. That's how you kind of grow your business. Okay. And does the, the success of any film, does it all come from the writing? Is that where the origination comes from, the success? I like to think so. I mean, the writing is the first step. You need a good script, but then you also need a good cinematographer and a good director. It's, you know, there's no one thing that makes a film great. It's um, a collaborative process. Right. right. Everybody's important and everybody needs to do their job. So it reminds me a little bit of good song versus good record. You know, it's like you can have a song that's okay, but the record could be so great because of the playing and just, you know, how it's constructed. So I, so I guess film is kind of the same way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you had this, um, I, I think it takes a certain gift of like clairvoyance and talent to do what you do because you're like, you're like doing, you're matching up like very specific roles and with the face, with the attitude, with the way they carry themselves. Is this something that just pops into your mind and go, yep, I got this. This is the guy or this is the lady. It's like a a paint by number. The director, you know, that's the director's canvas and I have to add the color to it. Okay. So you, so you knew, so you, you have a very, very special, uh, boutique type of business so you're a special entrepreneur and when did you like know this would become a cool business like like and you were home you just knew you were home was it like right after the first exactly it it's just it was the right thing to do my my gut was telling me do it I don't know why but I did it and one thing led to another and here you are with all this history and you've got you've got so many other great things coming up too I want to get to in a minute but but how do you conduct like research? Um, is there any specific formula you follow uh, when you're putting this stuff together? Or is it just like, okay, I'm going to review some film, things I've seen, things I haven't seen, and just kind of connect the dots and see what comes to me? Is that kind of your approach? or well, Research is done constantly, constantly. Right. You read about up-and-coming actors online. You see a lot of films. You see a lot of independent films. Um, you know, you want to get someone before they just break and you want to be the one to break them in a film. Right. And do you, do you have people coming back to you, uh, actors who, you know, do they come to you and say, listen, you're the one who made this happen for me. And, you know, I can't thank you enough. (laughs) It never happens. You could ask other casting directors. There was a big movement a couple of years ago, um, with the Academy Awards, the casting directors were kind of leaning on the actors. You should thank us. 
So a few of them did, but, you know, it's all about them. That's kind of the personality of the actor. That's unfortunate. Yeah, well, you don't expect it. You know, you do it because you want to do a good job. Um, But you have to be realistic, too, with a a producer's budget. Um, Like I just helped a friend of mine. He casted his whole film, but he had a little extra money where maybe we could get a name, which would make the film easier to sell and get to festivals. So we managed to get him Eric Roberts. Okay. And um, he did a great job, but he had the budget for that. He had that put aside. So Eric did not send flowers and chocolate? No, but he tweeted (laughs) me, so that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) I would think that, like, you know, you're like the... I don't know. I don't know enough about film, so I shouldn't say. But I would think you're like the lifeline to the person. To like, well, this is my this is my big chance. You know, this is very cool. For the up and coming actors, yes. For the known actors that I cast, no. Um, because that's just about money. That's just a lot of what I do is on the phone fighting with agents about money right. and perks okay. and trying to get the best price for the director or producer that I'm working with. Hey, tell me something. Some uh, let's share some of the perks. I mean, I want to hear some of these things. They got to be hilarious. I can't tell you who. <laughs> no, not who. But they all want they all want first class air. Right. Some of them want their nannies paid for. Their kids put in camp while they're working. Just ridiculous stuff sometimes. Yeah. And do you think this is driven by the agents because this agent got this one for that one? Or is it really the people acting in the thing? Because I would hitchhike. I wouldn't care. I, I <laughs> the agents. You yeah. Know. The more they get for the actor, the more, you know, because actors jump ship, too. They'll go to different agencies if somebody promises them something better. So, you know, they're always trying to work for their clients, getting them the most money and the most perks. Right, right. I I think that's hysterical. but It is. It's ridiculous. (laughs) You know, sometimes you'll call an agent for someone who's cold. I mean, they might have been big 40 years ago, but they're absolutely cold. Right. And you say, I got this great project. It'll put them, you know, in front of the public eye again. And they're like, yeah, great. Well, we want a million dollars. And you're like, no. Right. So stupid stuff like that happens every day. Yeah. Hey, um, tell me what's, what's the hot thing that you're working on now? Can you give me like, um, two or three, whatever's, whatever's like foremost in your mind that you're working on that you're excited about? Right this second, I'm working on um, a web commercial for Delta Airlines. Okay. Which is interesting. Um, And then we're in pre-production for Rainbow Justice, which is about gay crime. And I'm really excited about that because my son is going to be the host and he'll be doing some writing. So it's like a family project. You said what kind of crime? Gay crime. Oh, okay. Gay and transgender crime. It's kind of good. There's nothing on TV about gay crime, even on Discovery ID, there's all kinds of crime. So, what is gay crime? Is it is it of a sexual nature? Yeah, it pretty okay. much. It's it's um, they're murdering gay and transgender people. Oh, okay. Anywhere, okay. you know, a lot of stuff. Ha- there was a big um, murder in the Poconos. Okay. So that's probably the one um, we're going to start with. We're trying to get permission to go into the jail. And interview the murderers now. Wow. So just waiting to see, yeah, if we have permission. And that I'm producing also. Oh, great. That's exciting. Um, I like to produce. Besides casting, I like to do both. Uh-huh. 
you know, it just depends what the client needs. Let me ask you, do you do you feel like that's a better fit for you when you have both the reins for the casting director and being the producer? Absolutely. You have more of a say. Right. So you feel like you can and really yeah, envision the film unfolding the way yes. it should. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Good luck with that. Hey, tell me about the Delta Airline thing. That's cool. Well, it's interesting because, you know, Delta Airlines, they do commercials on TV and now they're getting into web commercials, which is interesting. Right. So the web is is a big deal now, more so than it was years ago. Like everyone wants a viral video, like every company you talk to. So I've done a lot of those. So do you feel like the industry is moving like more mm-hmm. away from um, uh, yeah. network television and mm-hmm. more into the online community? It's digital, yeah. Even with film now, the films really don't make their money in the in the theaters anymore, except if you're a big film. Right. Um, they make their money on DVD, pay-per-view, cable, um, you know, instant video, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. It's people don't want to go to the theater anymore. They want to sit on the couch and watch movies. Right. And sometimes they're watching the big screen TV while they have their iPhone in front of them watching something else. Exactly. <laughs> it's the distracted society. <laughs> it really is. So, you know, the industry has to go in that direction. Right. Right. There's, there's just not enough time in the day to cover everything. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, can you share with me, um, what is a typical uh, day for you? What is your, like, what is your day like? What, do you, what time do you start? How long is your day? How do you just take us through your day of a a casting director slash producer? My day is different every day. It's nothing is ever the same. Um, Usually I get up pretty early and I go through the Internet. I I read all those crazy websites, TMZ and Radar, because I kind of have to keep up what's happening with celebrities. Right. You know, if somebody's in rehab, I'm not going to call them for a film. Right. So it sounds crazy, but that's the kind of stuff you have to keep up with. Um, I'll look at actors send me their reels and I look at that if I'm looking for a certain type. Um, I use breakdown services a lot. That's where I put my submissions. Uh-huh. So I go through my submissions every day, picking out the best people for my clients. And then some days, a lot of what I do is online. <clears throat> I'll pick actors online and then we'll go into the studio to audition them in person. That doesn't happen every day. Some clients just want to do everything online, right? which is interesting because then I don't have to move out of the office. But some of them you know, are old school or bigger projects. You audition in line and you tape the actors and then you send the video to your client. So every day is kind of different. If I'm, a film is in production, sometimes I'll go to the set to see what's going on. If I'm producing, I'm definitely going to be on the set. And those are at least 14, 15 hour days. Wow. Wow. So, so tell me out of all, I, I want to ask you this first, like what is the turnaround time for you see, uh, you see a casting developing for a project? Mm-hmm. Is it like 18 months, two years, or does it depend like some, some get really fast tracked? Everything is different. Some yeah. is fast track. Some is a year to two years. Some is within hours. I've had clients like I need an actor now, like I'm shooting something in like three hours. I need you to get me an actor, you know, now. So every project is different. Wow. That three hours. You are, you're like a magician. Idea. You have no idea. Or people don't show up to the set, especially if you're dealing with extras. 
people don't show up because it's a they get paid very minimally. Right. So then you have to have your list of people on standby that you could get there really quick. Uh huh. And and you must have a big list. I, I try. I yeah. mean, each project is different, so you make a different kind of list for backup. Right. Um, and then when you're working with ad agencies with commercials, you have to be aware that they're going to change their mind 42 times just because that's what they do. I mean, I was in a live casting one day. I had all the ad agencies, people in the room with me, which is insane. And then in the middle of it, they decided, decided they wanted to go into a different direction. They're like, get us this kind of actor in one hour. So, you know, you're dealing with craziness sometimes. Sounds like a committee deal. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, what is the coolest and most fun part of your work? Like you, you wear a lot of hats. You have a lot of different um, talents and responsibilities. Like what's the most fun for you out of all the stuff you do? The most fun is when um, it's an up-and-coming actor and that you give them a big part and they're so grateful and they're so happy. So it's kind of like you're giving them a present like on Christmas. Yeah. That's so pretty so- much the best part. I bet that's happened. For, yeah. I bet that's happened a lot for yeah. you, mm-hmm. and but just not enough. Not enough thank yous. We got to work on that. I'm going to get the word out and take <laughs> care of that for you. <laughs> so, out of all the projects you have coming up, we talked about Rainbow, Rainbow Justice, mm-hmm. Delta Airline, mm-hmm. um, and by the way, congratulations on your wedding. I'm so sorry oh, I didn't say that. You. From you know, <laughs> I know. I hope you had a really fun honeymoon and. Uh, it was probably good to get away, but knowing you and looking at your history was probably good to come back and get back oh, to work. It's funny. I got the Delta Airline job while I was away. <laughs> <laughs> you're attracting it just even when you're resting, right? It, exactly. You've got the magic. It's good. it's good because my husband is um, a composer first. He won a Latin Grammy, and he's a writer and director also, producer. Lou so, Hemsey. Yes, exactly. So he gets it. That's it's fantastic. all in the same business. Right. That's great that you guys both share that passion together. That's really wonderful. Yeah. Um, so tell me about music. What, do you, what kind of music do you like personally? What's like your favorite type of thing? If you're like chilling, if you're like just hanging out, like what I do like you find? It's because I'm old, so I like <laughs> But I listen to new music too, okay. um, just because you have to in the business. You have to pretty much listen to everything, whether you like it or not. Some of it is horrible, and then I just click it off. Right. But um, it's the new music's really good. It's interesting. Right. When you say new, are you like, are you talking hip hop? Are you talking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm a little slow. It takes me, it took me like, I think Hendrix was dead for 10 years before I like really said, hey, this guy's pretty good. But mm-hmm. I do catch on eventually. I get there. <laughs> hey, so, um, so tell me about downtime. Like you sound like you work very, very um, aggressively and put right. in a lot of hours and yeah. a lot of. Um, it's probably stressful at times. I'm sure with these deadlines and everything riding on it. So, it like, what's the best downtime for you? What do you do to get yourself kind of recharged and just chill out? I cook. All right, marinara. I bake exactly. Okay, I'm Italian. I bet your sauce is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think so. Anyway, but um, it kind of relaxes me to cook or to read. Um, I don't read as much as I want to, like for fun, because I'm always reading scripts or something like that. Um, but I like to read for fun. Okay, so look at what kind of stuff do you like to read? I just read um. 
Melissa Rivers' book about her mom, The Book of Joan. I just finished that. And what what is the title? Book of The Book of Joan about okay. Joan Rivers. Oh, great, great. It's okay. Hysterical, funny. Yeah, she she was just she is missed. I mean, exactly. She was, she was yeah. really amazing. Um, okay, so tell me, um, out of all these things that you're working on, what should people be looking for to come out? Like, what's the next project that is hot on the list that's going to be released soon that you're really, really pumped up about? Um, well, it's in um, post-production now, but Through a Class Darkly, which is written and directed by Michael Tierno, and that's the one Eric Roberts is in. Okay, so and what's the title again? I'm sorry. Through a Class Darkly. Oh, Through a Class yeah, it's a film that's actually a musical, too. Oh, nice. So it's interesting. I'm excited to see how that does. Okay, so where would where are we going to see this? Well, they could go to their Facebook page, Through a Class Darkly, and they'll put all the information on there. Okay, so Through a Class Darkly. Okay, anything else this summer that, that's hot that you would like to, to let people know about? They could always go to my website and see what's going on. Okay, and give me your website, Tony, please. It's TonyCusimano.com. Okay, everybody, you got that, TonyCusimano.com. And Tony, being a independent um, casting director, a producer, a film director, you've, you're doing it all, and um, it's just been such a pleasure to have you on the Dharmic Evolution. Uh, I want everybody to keep an eye out and ear out for these films and these projects coming out from Tony. Go to her website and check out what is new and upcoming. And Tony, it's been a real pleasure to have you on Dharmic Evolution today. I really appreciated you being here and uh, look forward to seeing your career continue to blossom. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. Well, that was totally cool. I had no idea what goes on. What's wrong with you actors? Come on, get out the flowers and the chocolates. You gotta appreciate this lady. <laughs> I had a great time on the Dharmic Evolution today. I hope you guys did too and learned something about the world of film and Tony Cusimano and what she does in the world of film. Great having you here on the Dharmic Evolution once again. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, audio video artist, singer, songwriter, and master storyteller. Thanks so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you either on the socials. I'll see you from the stage. Let's do it.